Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here. What's up? Episode 34, Five Ways to Know It's Time for a Transition. I need this. <laughs> yep. I struggle hard with this You one. really do struggle with transitions. Oh, man. I'll you don't like them. That. You avoid them. Oh, yeah. Big ones. Big ones, yep. for sure. But it's going to be a great topic because I think a lot of people do. And man, learning to navigate transitions is so key in every aspect of your life. So yeah. this would be a fun conversation. Before we do that, though, let's talk about favorite things. I know. So we did it's this segment, I don't know, a little, maybe a month and a half ago, and I loved it. Um and it was fun to like hear from you guys, like some of your favorite things, because you respond and are like, oh, I've used that product or I've used that thing. So we're going to do it again. Um, and it changes every month because, you know, they should. It's so we're going to do our favorite book. All right, favorite book. Our favorite product. And then our favorite like new discovery. Okay. Okay. So book, you want to go first? You sure. I'll go to it. Okay. Uh, I actually brought mine. It is called Younger Next Year. Yeah, you had a good friend give that to you. Yeah, and it's awesome. Um, and it's, it is all about <laughs> the subtitle, Live Strong, Fit, and Sexy Until You're 80 and Beyond. Oh, my God. Let's go. I, it's, it's, it is a phenomenal it. book. It's written by a doctor and his friend uh, that he helped. And it's all about just a balance of, of, of just like your diet, nutrition, and exercise, but down to the science of it. Yeah. And I love the idea of getting younger every year. I mean, you know, obviously you're not, but but that I am. Well, I do. I have big goals, and like I'm not the youngest dad in the world. And one of the things I love about being a dad right now is I love that I can still compete with my boys. And that you know, that's a big part of what I do with yeah. the boys. Is we're always playing some sport together, and I want to be able to do this with Pepper or whatever her dang name's going to be because. Like, it's important to me to stay active. Yeah, and, and for yourself. Like, I think your yeah. kids are a huge motivator, but you're just an active person in general. So I think that's a that's going to be a really I'm good loving one. it so far. And they have a female version of it, too. They do. The guy that gave it to you. So that's, like, geared towards men, and then there's another, the same, I think, similar title. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Anyway, okay, mine, all my favorite things are going to be baby-related. I'm very sorry. Um, mine is Moms on Call Basic Baby Care. It is so good. So Moms on Call, it's these two um, nurses, or I guess they're... I think they are They're nurses. two pediatric nurses, and they're moms, and they have 20 years of experience and eight children between them. Anyways, they have an Instagram that I initially started following, and they just have really like practical, good tips, Moms on Call. And then my mom, um, conveniently, gifted me their book, and it's just so practical. It goes like category by category and it's not like paragraph form it's bulleted it's like here's, a, here's what you do for their skincare here is what happens if they are constipated like ran, random things mm. but for a new mom mm. so shut up <laughs> for a new mom it's just like i don't know it's it's things that i don't know and you know if you sometimes you don't even know what to google so um i really love that because it's like helping me prepare mentally that's awesome I, I i would like to say something too we in the summer we have to dodge landscapers to oh record gosh. this podcast we mow our grass but most of the people around us do not so they get their grass mowed during the middle of the day by landscapers and now we have a new thing our neighbor all of a sudden is um pressure washing his house or having somebody pressure wash his house so apologize if you hear that, 
it's we're it's not in loud. a tornado it's <laughs> <laughs> fine everything's fine just high pressure uh, water okay what's the next thing house. the next thing is your favorite product. oh i brought it too here it is right here it's called easy if you're off not watching on on uh, youtube i'm sorry for oh yeah yeah, yeah sorry uh easy off oven and grill cleaner <laughs> so i love not an ad i love having a clean like what would you call that stovetop stovetop and what i was using has not been i won't i'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus but it wasn't <laughs> working i got this maybe lowe's i don't know man yeah. it's taken the toughest stains off. i do oh feel gosh, like i'm doing I feel it like commercial. you're like what's it billy mays or something i love this stuff i even love the smell of it anyways yeah you're you mm. love it yep easy off easy not off. an ad um mine a few weeks ago i got i just like bit the bullet um through just peer pressure kind of not really my mom and my brother and sister-in-law they all have this vacuum and i've like loved it forever it's cordless and it's um it's like a boat not bose <laughs> dyson Dyson, Dyson, Bose Dyson. is a speaker. Dyson, and it's cordless, and you charge it like it hangs on its charger, so you don't have to ever think about it. And um, it, so we have that great Pyrenees. You probably, if you follow along with us, have seen him. His name is Marshall. He is huge. He's a nice. hundred pounds, and he has a hundred pounds of fur. And so he just like discards it throughout the day. Anyway, we had this really crappy like handheld like twenty dollar Amazon yeah. one that Pete budget Pete bought um, yeah, a while Pete back and it couldn't even suck up a piece of hair. So I am freaking loving it. I it's just powerful. Oh my gosh. I, I anyway, makes great this noises. Is, this is part of my like, um, what's that thing called? Nesting. Nesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm the nesting. So like I, ju- I use that thing every day. It goes really good on like the upholstery. Yeah, it's great. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay. That's my favorite product. Discovery. New discovery. Awesome. This past weekend, I took my boys with me up to Detroit to be at Northridge Church. And um, uh, I asked some people what we should do. I want to do something fun with them Saturday night. They said, you should do fouling. I'm like, what's fouling? I think that's how you pronounce it. It's football and and bowling mixed. (laughs) It's the most amazing thing ever. So there's bowling pins, and you have two teams, and you take a football, and you throw it. You're like, I don't know, 25 yards away throw it to knock the bowling pins down. I just feel like it'd be so much easier. And whichever team knocks, no, it's much harder than bowling. Whichever team knocks their pin, uh, the other pins down first wins. We loved it. My shoulder is still sore. Is it? Does it have the same like scorekeeping as bowling? No. It's just whoever knocks all the pins oh. over first wins. And you just take turns every other? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's I don't know why we don't game. have that in Nashville. Uh, yeah, you said that they're everywhere up in uh, Michigan, but yeah. I haven't, we haven't heard of that here. Um, I'm a fan. My favorite discovery, new discovery, it's baby-focused again. So if you know anybody that's having a baby, this is my, your segment for, um, for them. But anyways, um, it's called Tiny Hood. It's a little... Um, it's a course online. Um, so amidst COVID, a lot of Lamaze classes had to stop and like the in-person like birth training and all of that, which is just highly uncomfortable for me anyways. Like, (laughs) I don't know that I would have done that. Um, but this is a class and it's a course and you have to pay for it, but it's so worth it. 
Um, and it walks you through like all the baby 101 stuff mm. like CPR and um, how to help a choking baby. And then also just like sleeping patterns and routines and how to get them on anyway. And then I, the one I haven't started yet because I'm so scared is the labor and delivery one where Ooh. it's, I just don't, Yeah, I don't know. I You're going to do great. I don't it's going to be awesome. But anyway, I thought that was a really cool, you it's better, very modern. I'm looking at the countdown cool. up there on the wall we have towards the baby. You better get on it. I know. We got seven and a half weeks or so craziness less than that really probably seven weeks yeah okay that's our favorite things yay okay all right so uh five ways to know it's time for a transition yeah so i, I like first let me break this down i think there's two different types of transitions yeah like in general categories right two main categories there's planned transitions and unplanned transitions unplanned transitions being things like you get fired you get in a car accident uh, a loved one passes away. Unplanned, mm-hmm. right? Nothing you can do about it. It's it's thrown on you. Maybe we'll talk about that one day, but what I want to talk about are planned transitions. These are transitions where you you have a choice. Like You can do something about it. And this is, this is the third week in a row we've talked about getting stuck. We should have made this a series. I know. But this is where a lot of people get stuck because they can't pull the trigger on it. So again, this is a planned thing. This is something where it the ball's in your court, right? So it could be buying and selling a house. It could be changing jobs. It could be getting married. It could be having a baby. It could be leaving for college. It could be a relocation. It could be retirement. Like there's tons of transitions in life that kind of fall under your court. And I know for a fact, you don't like transitions. You don't like change. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't know why it's, it's not, um, it wasn't taught to me. It wasn't like displayed to me. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I really have, anytime I look back at like big moments in my life, it always is around a, a big transition. Um, and some of the big moments in my life were because I didn't transition. Hmm. Right. So like some of the, probably what I would say the most pivotal, pivotal, but also lowest moments in my life were when I got to the end of my wit because I, I just didn't transition in time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I've just always, I've really struggled with it, whether it be like jobs or relationships or, um, you know, moving somewhere, anything like that. It's, it's just been, it paralyzes me. Yeah. It absolutely paralyzes me. Uh, You're not alone. I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that. And I think a lot of us live tentative, kind of hesitant, you know, really totally unaware of the strength and the power that we have um, to get so much more out of living because we feel like we don't have that power, right? Yeah. And we feel like we're stuck. And the reality is most of us are not stuck, right? Uh, and don't wait until your life stinks uh, <laughs> to all of a sudden start paying attention to the signs that it's time for a change. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to get to that place. Right. You can, there are usually generally signs that come along that say, hey, it's probably time for you to be moving on, for you yeah. to make a change long before you get to that miserable place. And that's kind of what this podcast is about, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes you are in that miserable place and you're scared to take the jump and the leap and all of that. Like, I, think, I think that's equally as common, whether you're like, my, life, my life's about to stink or my life does stink. Like I, I typically got into the situation where I was in the middle, middle of it, like in the thick of it. Mm. And I, I just, I think... Had I had these things top of mind um, or had someone coaching me in that, I think I would have been able to have the confidence to make a decision earlier. But 
anyway. Okay. So the five things, give, give them to us. Okay. The first one is, am I honoring my values? Um, and this doesn't align with every decision. Sometimes there's things that you don't really have to consider that in a high regard, but, um, the, am I honoring my values for me is super relevant for a lot of the things that I did in transition. Um, like an example, relationally, like I was in a relationship with a, um, with a guy who did not value family at all. Um, in fact, he knew how much I valued my family and, um, kind of tried to pull me away from them because I think, I don't know if it was jealousy or what, but, um, you know, when I was in the middle of it, I, I was being convinced and almost like brainwashed in a way that I was in the wrong for valuing family. Mm. Um, and when I finally got out of whatever that was and I made that quote unquote transition, I could see that I was not honoring a very yeah. important value to me. So that's just like a tiny example of one for honoring your values. Yeah, that's good. I, I've seen this for me in my career mm-hmm. because one of my values is passion. I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. It's what, like, because I think external motivators like money, titles, that kind of stuff, it may motivate you short term, long term, it doesn't last, no, right? No. So passion is a huge motivator for me. So I have to be passionate about what I'm doing. And there have been times I've stayed too long in a particular job mm-hmm. because I, there's this tension sometimes between passion and security. Yeah. And so, you know, like I, I, I also want to be secure. Mm-hmm. I want my family to be secure and I want to provide for my family. So there's kind of this tug of war. But if I have to completely let go and don't honor that value of passion, then what could have been, and this is a, a phrase I use sometimes, when you stay too long somewhere in something, what could have been a graduation becomes a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like if you stay, yeah. yeah, you stay too long. Guess what? The universe is going to hand you the transition. Yes. you're not going to choose it. It's it's going to happen to you, and it's not going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, what could have been a graduation had you proactively made the transition ends up becoming a divorce. Right. So don't stay too long. Yeah, that's really good, and that's metaphorical. That's not relational. Yeah, speaking. no, I'm, I'm talking about in that case. I'm talking about a career yeah. staying in a job too yep. long. Yeah, no, that's really good. I think a career value thing is is huge too, and is super relevant. Um, number two, am I holding back or being held back? Mm. Um, that's good. That can apply to anything, honestly. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that I can think of is a past um, job career I had where I just hit a ceiling and I knew that there was nothing more for me there. And I stayed and stayed and stayed, A, because I felt like, oh, I don't want to disappoint my boss or this is easy enough. Like I can, I can pursue other things while I'm doing this and still get a good paycheck. And, but I was being held back and I was holding myself back, um, which really like was everything else wasn't worth it. Like if I'm not growing and learning and you know, there's certain seasons, especially in your life where I feel like you're just super moldable. And, um, I just feel like I wasted, I can't, I don't want to say wasted. I feel like I delayed a lot of potential, and growth by staying because I was being held back and didn't take action. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that we have choices. And, you know, allow yourself to let go of people and situations and ideas and feelings that aren't conducive to your nourishment and to your growth. And if you're stuck somewhere in a situation, um, and I would say even in a relationship, if you feel stuck where someone is not, you know, 
committed to your personal growth in the same way you're committed to your personal growth and giving you permission to grow and flourish, there needs to be a transition. And that doesn't always mean like a breakup and or a divorce. No, yeah. I think inside of a marriage, generally speaking, over over the course of decades, you have multiple marriages inside of that yeah, one marriage. Yeah, lots of seasons. Yeah. Sometimes you need to, to call a timeout and say, we need a transition in this relationship. Yeah. This is not working the way it's going. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think you got to remember you deserve to be appreciated. You deserve to be valued. And surrounding yourself with people who have that kind of constructive attitude towards you is just going to help you. And you have to realize that you're worth it being in a situation where uh, you're not either holding back or being held back. That's really good. I like that one. I think I I struggle with that one. Struggle with this next one probably more. Uh, Number three, um, am I staying only for the potential or what could be? Ooh. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is where like the, the fixers and the savers of the world, um, really struggle. And that's where I've always struggled. I feel like, um, in a lot of things, but again, relationally in my past thinking I could change somebody or thinking that, oh, was, you know, eventually I can just see the potential there. And listen, seeing potential in people is a beautiful thing. I think that's an awesome thing. Yeah, I have anything possible tattooed yeah. on my <laughs> Yes, you do. Um, but when you are staying in a circumstance that is not healthy or growing for you, um, just out of the hope, and you have no promises, no, like, you don't see the necessarily the light at the end of the tunnel, like, in a tangible way, it might be time yeah. to transition. I know that's a hard one because you it, it feels noble um, to stay and to and to kind of hang in there because maybe they'll eventually see my worth here at this job and give me that raise. Yep. Maybe they'll maybe this boyfriend of mine is finally going to you know love me. You know maybe this friend will stop getting drunk every time we hang out and yes. like yeah. yeah totally it's exactly that's it. At some, to some degree, you have to let other people own their stuff um, and transition, whatever that means for you. Um, but yeah, that's a hard one yeah. for me. I put up an Instagram thing the other day that said two truths about change. Number one, people can change. Yeah. Right. Again, true. Anything's possible. Yes. I believe that. But number two, you can't change them. Yeah. So people can change, but you can't change them. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You and can so, walk alongside them. Yeah. You can support them. But yeah, you, one of the, you can't do the job. One of the little pieces of dating advice we used to give people as they were getting more serious, or maybe it was like premarital counseling, is marry somebody for who they are today, not for who you hope they might become tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's not fair to you or to them. Right, yeah. The expectation on them is is huge and maybe not true to them either. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. All right, number four, am I being honest? Um, so am I being honest with myself? Am I being honest with those around me? So an example of this would be like, maybe you took a job and you moved to New York and you had to convince everybody it was going to be great. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, are you sure? Like you're making this decision fast. You go there, you love the idea of it. And then you get there and it's awful for you. Like it's not anything you thought it would be. And then you spend the next six months to a year convincing everyone else. Oh no, I love it. I I love, you know, taking a taxi to work and everyone here, I've I've made such good community and and you haven't, you know, and you're just trying to convince yourself and convince others that it's a good thing. Same with relationships. This happens a lot in manipulative relationships where you're trying to convince yourself and the people around you. Mm -hmm. No, 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 I promise he didn't mean it that way. She didn't mean it that way. You know, 
anything like that where you're having, where you know in your gut and your soul the truth and you're having to defend and um, maybe lie to yourself and others just to get through the day. Um, that's what, what's helped since you don't like transitions and you're probably going to lie to yourself at times to kind of, you know, try to convince yourself you're happy where you're at. What has helped you become more honest? Like, has it helped? Have you had friends or family members sit down with you and say, Jordan, open your eyes. Like what, what, what has helped you? What's been the breaking point for you where you finally stopped lying to yourself? Failure. Mm. I think having multiple experiences where I saw that come to fruition, um, I now can, I not only failure, but I have learned to like listen to people around me and trust that the people who love me dearly are only going to speak into my life truth that they see is consistent with my values. Mm. So, um, you know, I think a, a good distinction here is sometimes you do have to convince yourself of something that's hard. Um, maybe it's out of your comfort zone. As long as it's aligning with your values, that's okay. Sometimes you have to give yourself a pep talk. Sometimes you have to be like, no, this is good. This is hard, but this is good. Um, I'm, I am learning. I am doing all these things. Like finding, it's not that, you know, you're not having to convince yourself of something because I think that's a very realistic thing, but it has to align with your your values yeah, and who you are and your sure. character. So I think to answer your question, just failing at it and realizing that it's not worth it. Like you think somehow lying about it in your heart is going to change it. Um, like somehow it'll just <laughs> be birthed into um, existence by just believing it. But um, again, if it's just not aligning with you, it's just not, it's not going to last. Okay, good. All right, number five, my last one is, is there more to learn here? So um, if there's not more to learn, <laughs> like, and that can be very practical, like with your job, um, mm -hmm. or it can be relationally, it can, it can be anything. But like, if you're at a place where I have nothing, I have, I have nothing to learn here. Like I've done all my growth. I've done and seen everything I can in this circumstance, then transition is hopefully impending but yeah. um yeah that's my my last one is there more to learn here that's really good i can i add a six one to it sure that i'm thinking about when i think about when i know it's time for a transition i would say if you're asking why me more than you're asking what's next Mm. it's probably time for a transition because what's happened is you slipped into becoming a victim, victim mentality. We've talked yeah. about this before. Once you're in that victim mentality, you're not going to win. You're yeah. not going to progress. You're not going to grow. You're not going to learn. I think at that point, it's definitely time for a change. Don't become a victim of the stories that you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. So when something doesn't turn out the way you expected it to go, instead of blaming someone else or blaming some kind of outside circumstance, I think it's often time to move on. Yeah. Um, you have, and you've always had the power to change things, to do what needs to be done, to produce the results that you want. Mm -hmm. And so often we get stuck in these places in our life where we just grab this victim mentality as if we don't have a choice yeah, and that this career is happening to us, this financial situation is happening to us, this relationship's happening to us. Mm -hmm. We didn't choose any. Yeah, actually, you chose all of them. You chose all those things. You chose all those circumstances. And so, again, it may not be your fault, but at some point you have to take responsibility. Can you hear that? I don't know if everybody else can, but our, our can vacuum. Can we talk about taking responsibility right now? Yeah, yeah. What did I ask you to do before we started this podcast? I did. 
No, you didn't. You I, didn't turn it off. I did. It's sitting right there on the steps. It has to be turned off. It just all of a sudden came alive. <laughs> they, might, they probably can't even hear it. Our Roomba started talking to us. Anyways. Yeah. As if we, because ironically, like two minutes ago, <laughs> pressure washer man stopped. And it says so daggum silent. And then all of a sudden the vacuum cleaner starts talking to us. You know why? It's, he's, he's, he's lonely because you have picked a new love, <laughs> a new the vacuum. Dyson. And the Roomba doesn't get any intention or love now. And so it chose to act out during the podcast. One day we might be pros and have a studio, but <laughs> until then you guys are living in our home with us. Yeah. Can oh I go back gosh. to that though? Yes, like you do. have always had the power to change things. And I think that's so important for all of us to realize you're not as stuck as you think you are. Yeah. There, there are moves, there are choices, there are things that can happen here. Not to necessarily change everything, right, about that circumstance, but can certainly change the way, like, uh, I was talking to a group of friends that I'm taking to a thing called Dream Year right now, where I'm coaching them for a year on their goals and dreams. And we talked this past month about the difference between looking at life or looking at, or, at, at goals and dreams through the obstacle lens or the opportunity lens. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it through the obstacle lens, you feel powerless. So I can't do this because of this. Like you're always making excuses. You're blaming. When you look at things through the opportunity lens, things begin to open up, right? And you start yeah. saying, oh, well, I, I could do this and I could do that. But it starts with like taking that ownership. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, I think... A lot of these changes require baby steps, you know, thinking through what those next steps would be. And um, especially if you're like anti-change like I am, I try to think through everything and you just can't. Like you have to know that that's not practical. You're never going to have all the answers before you take the leap. Um, But life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And I really, really believe that. Um, And so I think it's just, I hope that you feel encouraged and inspired to to take that step and um, whether it be small first little steps or one big leap. Um, I know that we're about to engage in some of that, having a baby and like having to make some decisions in life that feel scary. But um, ultimately we know it, it aligns their values and aligns with goals that we have. And um, sometimes it's scary, but I, I hope that you guys feel encouraged to do something. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for being you know honest and vulnerable about the fact that you don't like transitions. <laughs> hate them hate them hate them hate them but yeah no i think i think it's um it's something i'm learning to grow through and it's helpful to have people who keep me accountable and push me and you're one of those people so thanks yeah and now all the podcast people who are gonna <laughs> hold me accountable to now they know everything they no. all know but that was good good talk yeah, thank you for the good talk, Jordan. And hey, as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Uh, you can also leave a review. If you leave a review, we'd love to send you a gift. Uh, it's uh, 30 Days of Good. It's this uh, little... Um, digital journal. Digital journal we put together. It's just kind of a daily thing that kind of uh, gives you some journaling prompts, some inspiring thoughts, trying to get your day going in the right direction. So just write a review, take a picture of it, email it to us at info it, mm-hmm. at... Theplaceforgood.com. Theplaceforgood.com. Info at theplaceforgood.com. And uh, we'll send you that 30-day guide for sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we're, we're on, the, on the 
home stretch with this home baby. Home stretch for season one of our podcast. We'll be taking a little break this that's summer, right. um, but we will we'll let you guys know when that's coming up. But um, you'll have to follow along with us on our socials when that starts, so that you don't miss out on all the baby stuff. I'm sure you just can't wait. No, y'all are like, we're done. We we've heard enough. Oh, uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. All right. So until we talk to you next time, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace.